At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. It is My Guys in the Desert on this overreaction Monday, week 17 in the NFL. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonatoni. Over the next hour, make sure to tweet at the show, at Live at Femi Abebefe. Great show on deck for you guys here today. Three great guests. Brad Evans, executive producer of gaming content for Bally Sports, joins us at 2.45, talking player props for tonight's Monday night football game between the Dolphins and the Saints. Michael Lombardi, VEASAN host and former NFL front office executive, joins us at 2.30. We're going to get Michael's thoughts on what we saw yesterday in the NFL and, of course, spinning it forward to Week 17. Then in 15 minutes, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, the South Point odds makers, all oh, they're joining the show 15 minutes from now to help us recap the weekend that was from behind the betting window. But before we get into all of that, let's get into the top five stories you need to know as a better here on this Monday, December 27th. Here we go. Number one, the Chiefs become the first AFC team to clinch a playoff spot. Surprise, surprise. Because the LA Chargers lost to the Houston Texans, Kansas City clinched the AFC West for the sixth consecutive year. So cash those division tickets. KC, of course, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-10 yesterday, covering as 10-point favorites. What's crazy is that only three teams have been eliminated from AFC playoff contention right now the Chargers Raiders Steelers Dolphins Browns and even the Broncos are all alive for that seventh seed of course the Buffalo Bills are now in that four spot after retaking the AFC East division lead after beating the New England Patriots the number two story that you need to know is that there's some bad news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians told reporters today that linebacker Shaq Barrett will be out for the rest of the regular season with an MCL and ACL sprain. Of course, the Bucks hope to get him back for the playoffs. Barrett is the leading sack master for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also leads the team in tackles for loss. He now joins Leonard Fournette and Levante David as guys who will miss the rest of the regular season. Also of note for Tampa, they placed wide receiver Mike Evans on the reserve COVID list this afternoon. Evans, he was iffy on playing this week already with a hamstring issue, but now it doesn't look like he will play as he's on that COVID list. 
The number three story that you need to know is that Eagles running back Miles Sanders is going to miss some time with a broken hand. Sanders injured his hand yesterday in the Eagles 34-10 win over the New York Giants. Philadelphia, of course, in the seventh seed right now as they try to fight into this NFC playoffs final two games for the Eagles at the Washington football team this Sunday. Then they wrap things up week 18 hosting the division champion Dallas Cowboys. The number four story that you need to know is that, hey, Week 18, or rather 16, I should say, hasn't wrapped up just yet. Monday night football tonight between the Dolphins and the Saints. Saints three-point underdogs, total 37 and a half. A lot to get to in this game here as Miami has won six straight games, covering five of those six. New Orleans coming off a big win Sunday night last week over the Buccaneers. Dolphins 7-6-1 ATS, while the Saints are 7-7 ATS. But the Saints have a plethora of players on the reserve COVID list. Quarterbacks Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. Offensive tackle Ryan Ramchek. Linebackers Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. And of course, their safety Malcolm Jenkins all out for tonight's game. Ian Book, the Notre Dame quarterback, expected to make his first career NFL start in this contest. Kickoff 520 Pacific time. And the fifth story that you need to know is that the Carolina Panthers have some COVID issues. Head coach Matt Rule told reporters that the Panthers have, quote, somewhat significant amount of positive tests. Two of those tests happen to be key defensive players, linebacker Shaq Thompson and their edge rusher, Brian Burns. Arguably, they're two best defensive players for this Panthers team. They, of course, play the New Orleans Saints, who play later on tonight. Right now, the betting markets, they have reacted to this news as the Saints are up to seven and a half point favorites at home this upcoming Sunday, total sitting at 38. All right, those are the five stories for today that you need to know as a better. So now that we got that out of the way, we got a little bit of time here to overreact to what we saw in the National Football League. It is overreaction Monday, and let's start off with the biggest overreaction, or at least might be, the Buffalo Bills. Their AFC Championship odds have now gone down to plus 350 to win the AFC. The Bills right now plus 350, and in my opinion, that's not too much of an overreaction. In fact, last Thursday on this show, I said that Buffalo would win the game win the division and win the whole damn AFC. I bet Buffalo plus 600 last week to win the AFC. This Bills team went through that rough patch, but I think the pieces on both sides of the ball make them a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Did you see Josh Allen yesterday? My goodness, he was amazing. Their defense also really good on the back end against the pass. Not as great against the run, but they did just enough against a really physical Patriots team. So Bills Mafia, I see you. I like this Buffalo Bills team here in week 17. All right, the Cardinals, their NFC title odds. Interesting stuff from the Cardinals. They've lost three straight and now have fallen to 10 to 1 to win the NFC after that third straight loss. In my opinion, not much of an overreaction either. Arizona pretty much out of contention for that number one seed. And that number one seed is such a big, big deal in terms of getting to the Super Bowl. Right now, you look at the odds board courtesy of DraftKings, the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, the Cowboys, all ahead of this Cardinals team. And for good reason. They're led by a head coach and quarterback who have never been in the postseason. To me, this is less about the losing streak and more about the lack of experience for the Arizona Cardinals in big spots. Honestly, in my opinion, I think those odds should be a little bit longer, especially if they don't win the NFC West, which seems like it's in danger after we saw the LA Rams win against the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. The number three overreaction on this overreaction Monday, Jonathan Taylor surpasses Tom Brady on the MVP odds board. This is just a way too big of an overreaction, in my opinion here. A running back, folks, is not going to win MVP in 2021. I've been saying it all season long. Early in the year, it was Derrick Henry was the guy that was suggested as an MVP. It's just not happening. The conversation around running backs in football is that they don't matter as much to the overall team success. And I get it. I love Jonathan Taylor. He is awesome. And his performance last Saturday with the Colts offensive line pretty much being out was amazing. But the perception is that they just don't matter that much. You ask any odds maker if a running back is out, the most that they would matter to the spread is maybe a point. That's probably what Jonathan Taylor matters to the point spread. So 
it's just it's just not going to happen in terms of a running back and the last running back we saw win the mvp was adrian peterson and look what he had to do he had to carry a team that was led by christian ponder and he almost broke eric dickerson's record to win that award so i don't see it happening if it were legal i'd open up a market and book the action myself i'll give you jonathan taylor 100 to 1 as you help me fill up my gas tank for the rest of the year because i don't see it happening just from an odds perspective the number five or rather number four i should say overreaction is Bill Belichick's coach of the year odds. Belichick once was plus 125, the favorite to win coach of the year. Now he's plus 750. In my opinion, it's a little bit of an overreaction here. Matt LaFleur now the new favorite at plus 175. It's an overreaction, but I also think it's a slight correction. The market is so fluid in this coach of the year betting market here that you can really take advantage of some really good numbers throughout the season. Belichick probably shouldn't have been as high as he was earlier, given that the Patriots' path to victory seems to be like one specific way that means they're a little bit susceptible to games like we saw yesterday. Uh, I think this is, he still has a case, in my opinion, to win coach of the year. If they were to win the division, if Buffalo were to lose as a big favorite over the next two weeks, or even if they solidify a wild card spot, double digit win season after revamping the defense rookie quarterback, I think Bill Belichick has had a heck of a season as a coach. So I don't necessarily think that it's way, way big of an overreaction, but it's a little overreaction to what I think is a simple correction that was made in the betting market. LaFleur is looking really good, honestly, in that market as the Green Bay Packers play again on national TV on Sunday night against the Vikings. The final overreaction here on this Monday in the National Football League is the most interceptions thrown odds. Taylor Heineke, the Washington football team quarterback, is now the co-favorite along with Trevor Lawrence to have the most interceptions this season. They're both plus 300 and I think this is an overreaction, uh, not because I'm some big Taylor Heineke fan, but I doubt that the Washington football team is going to put Heineke in a position to keep throwing these types of interceptions. Ron Rivera already said to media earlier today that Kyle Allen is going to play just a little bit here on this Sunday uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Heineke is going to start, but Allen will play just a little bit. Might see a similar kind of quarterback rotation to what we've seen in Carolina with Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. Plus, their games are so closely contested. We know that Washington likes to run the football. They're going to get their offensive linemen back. I think they'll lean more on Antonio Gibson as they continue to progress and try to make a run towards the playoffs. And I think that Lawrence on the Jags, they're going to be losing a lot of games. Look at the schedule for who Jacksonville plays. They play the New England Patriots this Sunday, and then to wrap up the season, they host the Indianapolis Colts. Those defenses are absolutely going to feast on Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is likely going to be trailing in those games. So the fact that Lawrence is going to be trailing, needing to throw the football quite a bit, I think that there's a higher chance Lawrence throws more picks over the next two weeks than Taylor Heineke. So it's an overreaction to me. I don't go too far with Heineke. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is the one to go and win this award. Uh, number one overall pick, probably going to be the number one on the list for teams, or rather quarterbacks, who have thrown the most interceptions. So it's a recap things. Right now, Bills, not an overreaction to win the AFC. Cardinals, not an overreaction with their NFC odds plummeting to 10 to 1. Jonathan Taylor surpassing Tom Brady. Get out of here. That's an overreaction. Belichick's odds, slight overreaction. And Heineke, big overreaction in leading the league in NFL interceptions. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. All right. We're just getting warmed up here on My Guys in the Desert on this Overreaction Monday. Joining us on the other side, Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro, the South Point odds makers here, as they tell us what they saw behind the betting window. It is VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bon and Tony. We got Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, the odds makers of the South Point, joining us here in just a moment. But first, we got to do something hard around this holiday season. We got to break up with somebody, all right? It's called It's Not Me, It's You. And folks, it's the Minnesota Vikings. I am absolutely done betting the Minnesota Vikings. This was the spot, and they flat out blew it here, getting more than a field goal at home where Zimmer has been awesome against the spread since he took over in 2014. They were facing a West Coast team that played on a Tuesday in the early afternoon window, so the Rams' body clock was on 10 a.m., had every situational advantage, and they still laid an egg. Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions, two of which were deep in his own territory, and the Vikings could only turn that into three points. They gave up a a return touchdown. Just get out of my life forever for this Minnesota Vikings team. And to quote Lizzo, truth hurts, needed something more exciting. And folks, there's going to be a new man next season as the head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Get him out of here. No more Vikings. It's not me. It's you, Minnesota. I'm done betting you as they're getting six and a half points Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers. Might go the Packers in this round. All right. That's it. We got that out of the way. We washed our hands of the Minnesota Vikings. Now let's welcome in our guys in the desert. Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro, our guys, head odds makers over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Uh, Jimmy, just kind of let us recap the weekend that was for you guys behind the window. Well, first of all, let me tell you, the Cowboys just scored again. (laughs) (laughs) So what can I tell you? And the other thing, young man, let me give you a heads up. Are you ready? Yep. I'm betting $18,700,000 you bet on the Vikings next Sunday because everybody who does that runs back to the counter to do it again. That's why you keep old men like me off the street. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can do it with this Minnesota team. They're just the Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer. They've, bro they've broken my heart too many times. All right, let me give you a quick rundown, and we'll send it to Vincennes. First of all, it ended up a what you consider an average, a little higher than average weekend. Uh, I am still amazed by the amount of people showing up with all the aggravation we're going through, but the handle's been really good. Uh, we started out Saturday with winning what I would consider like one of the key games early uh, when the Packers only won the game by two points. Uh, that was really a kickoff. When you get something that early, and you know you're going to knock out a lot of parlays, in this case, we almost knocked out a lot of teasers, it's off to a good start, even though it's a day ahead of all the major games and then Sunday came it wasn't bad at all it really wasn't the Lions was a very good game for us the last second touchdown by the Bears really really helped but the game that really uh, made us uh, what you would consider like in a very very good spot to either win a little or a lot or something in the middle but uh, because we won the game it was the Chargers losing the mm. game and once we got those results in, we knew we were okay. Now, yes, the Cowboys kicked our butt pretty good. And the carryover tonight is also pretty good. We don't need uh, the Dolphins to win by more than three because there's a lot of carryover, and it's all going on uh, Miami. So, like I said, handle was good. Everything else was good. Uh, we had a good weekend. And, and like I said, young man, uh, you can lay a dollar five on the Vikings next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, against one of the best against the spread teams in the Green Bay Packers, I don't know if I will do it. Maybe in week 18, or if they get to the playoffs and they're getting more than a touchdown, you might see me right back at the window with my uh, my purple shirt on in this Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, Vinny, I want to ask you, what were some of the big line mm -hmm. swings that you saw in week 16? Of course, COVID news impacting the betting market mm. across the board like it did last year. What did you guys see here at the South Point? Yeah, good question, Femi. And uh, when you go back to Saturday, if you look at the uh, the Cardinals game, let's start there, right? The Cardinals opened as a one-point favorite, then went to pick. But then by the time the game closed on Saturday uh, evening, they were a three-point favorite. So that was a big move on Saturday. And on Sunday, there were there were plenty of them. So uh, uh, Jimmy was talking about the, the Charger game uh, against Houston. Uh, they went from 11 points on the opener very quickly uh, down to 10. But then as the week progressed and by the time game kicked off, 13-point favorites, Falcons wow. from four to seven and a half, Bengals from two and a half all the way up to seven. And again, tonight, let's remember, uh, Jimmy alluded to it, the Saints opened as a three-point favorite a week ago here at the South Point right. um, when Chris Andrews uh, was on with Gil Alexander on, uh, on a numbers game on Monday. Right now, Miami uh, is a three-point favorite. They were as high as three and a half at one point. So a complete swing of favorites uh, in tonight's game as well. Yeah, and uh, like everything else, young man, we have to always keep on top of those things. And here we are. They're they're canceling these college bowl games, which is really, really a pain in the butt because some people do wait for the bowl season. But here we go. We're no, we don't know what's going to happen. This I can't tell you. Don't cancel the Alabama game. Don't cancel no. the Georgia no. game. There won't be three people in the joint. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get through this week and we, you know, play out the schedule. Yeah, I want to get into that just a bit here. Just to recap, though, we're speaking with uh, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, head odds makers over at the South Point Hotel and Casino here on My Guys in the Desert. Before we get into that college football playoff there, Christmas Day, it was a better's dream. You had five mm. NBA games. You had two games in the NFL. And I'm interested to see just what the handle was like, the percentage of handle was on each sport here. I'm more of an NFL guy, so my attention, of course, was with the two football games. What did you guys see? Well, the general public really could care less about the NBA players playing and not playing. Nat naturally, they want to see their guys playing, but it doesn't stop the betting. I mean, here we are again. I, I thought it would go to, you know, what you would consider like a dismal handle on those, you know, with a, with a big opening on Christmas Day. But once again, I was wrong again. Is it just the idea that you're betting the Lakers or against the Lakers? Is it just the idea that there's something else to do? But uh, pleasantly surprised with all the guys who aren't playing, uh, but uh, they showed up and bet it. Not big money, but a lot of tickets. Yeah, if you look at uh, Christmas Day, I mean, I mean, the NFL still reigns supreme. It was about a four-to-one ratio in favor of the NFL on Christmas Day. <clears throat> now, if you look at, uh, let's say today, you transfer uh, over to today, even though there's one game and there's seven uh, NBA games today, it's about a five-to-one ratio. Now, let's remember that everything is going to tonight. All the multi-leg bets, uh, parlays, mm -hmm. and teasers starting from last Thursday and then, of course, to Christmas Day and yesterday are going to the uh, Dolphins-Saints game tonight. So on Christmas Day, about a 4-to-1 ratio. Uh, and right before Jimmy and I came on today, we were talking to Chris Andrews, a director here. And uh, Chris pointed out that uh, tonight with a single game, it's a little, still about a 5-to-1 ratio wow. in favor 
of the NFL tonight. Yeah, the NFL obviously is still the, the king of things, but uh, you know we're getting to what I would consider the best week of the ball games under normal circumstances. Now we have teams that are real, really mar- marquee value teams, so it'll just keep building as we have games every day till mm-hmm. next Monday. So uh, hang on, kids. Yeah, you mentioned it's the best time of the bowl season. Of course, Friday is the semifinal. You have the Cotton Bowl between Cincinnati and Alabama, the Orange Bowl between Michigan and Georgia. What's the handle like looking like now that the game's it's game week? It's finally arrived here as we approach the semifinals here in about four days. Well, first of all, there hasn't been, you know, big money that has shown on anything to, in, in a sense, you know, change the point spread. But that doesn't mean we don't have a lot of tickets. And what you get when you're here in the desert is like people who visit from California, Arizona, or whatever, they're going to take their $50 bet home with them on the bowl game because they won't be here and don't have access to, to betting. So mm-hmm. that's what you'll get. Once again, no major moves, but I would consider pretty good handle, just what I consider junk mail. You know, if I mean, uh, still, there's still 90% of the handle to come in on these games. Now, let's remember, they were posted, the two semifinal games were posted on December 5th. So, uh, but, and quickly they moved on, on that day. So uh, uh, Georgia went from a seven point favorite to seven and a half, which is where it has stood. So two way action right there. Uh, so far, Alabama opened as a 13 point favorite up to 13 and a half. But as Jimmy pointed out, steady, uh, the, but with 90% of the, of the money to come in. And by the way, these games will be bet and they'll be booked uh, as like NFL playoff games. So mm-hmm. let's hope that we get there. Uh, all indications are that we'll see them. Uh, and we're very excited to have them. But again, uh, still 90% of the money to come in. And they're tied into not only all the other bowl games in terms of the betting interest, but also uh, tied into uh, to the NFL games that will take place uh, so far from this past week and every, everything since uh, December 5th and going through week 17. Yeah, no, I say it at the top of the show. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great day to be a better just because coming up Friday, we get the semifinals. Saturday, you get the New Year's Day games. And, of course, Sunday, 15 games in the National Football League. All right, those are our guys and my guys in the desert there. Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo joining us from the South Point as they usually do here on an overreaction Monday. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us and uh, have a good rest of the week. Take care for me. All right, how about that? It's exciting times. I say that a lot. A very, very exciting times. I cannot wait for it. No Thursday night football, but it makes up for it the rest of the week. And all right, on the other side, Michael Lombardi, VEASAN host and former NFL front office executive, joins us to share his thoughts on what he saw in week 16. You're watching My Guys in the Desert here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. It is my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonatoni. We got Michael Lombardi, recent host, and of course, former NFL front office executive joining us here in just a matter of moments. But first, Let's recap our folks from Be Better. Thursday, I told, I challenged a couple people to be better, and I wanted to see it come to fruition this weekend in the NFL, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. What the hell, man? I challenged the Cardinals last week, and instead of rising to the occasion, they lost to a team that had no offensive line and was missing one of their best defensive players. I should have known after the opening drive ended with a Matt Prater field goal of what was to come. Prater, that guy left seven points on the field with two missed field goals and an extra point. A few weeks ago, the Cardinals had the best record in the league, and now they're limping into the playoffs. And although I really like them this week, though, against the Dallas Cowboys, I think I might bet Arizona uh, after I challenged them to be better. And they failed me once again. We'll see what happens later on this week. Uh, the next person I challenged to be, be better than they'll be the last person was one Tom Brady. Of course, it was a very solid bounce back performance for the GOAT after he got shut out last Sunday night against the New Orleans Saints. And when you're the GOAT and someone challenges you, you typically respond. And that's what Brady did yesterday. It was just an it wasn't an awesome statistical game, but he still went 18 of 30, 232 yards, a touchdown. It was a 
efficient. They got out of there with the win, 32 to six over the Carolina Panthers. They covered without Evans and Godwin. So it was a good showing from Tom Brady and this Bucks team that continues to just get banged up heading into the playoffs. All right, let's bring in our guest, Michael Lombardi, VEASAN host and a former NFL front office executive. Michael, hope you're doing well on this Monday. It's an overreaction Monday, so we got to start with the game we saw last. Dallas Cowboys just eviscerated the Washington football team on Sunday night football. Are the Cowboys, in your opinion, Michael, for real? Well, I mean, look, when they have Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, and Makai Parsons rushing as well as they are, and Diggs making plays in the back end. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, their defense is playing really well. They're they're tough to run the ball against. They're tough to to really pass protect. Washington has, and uh, you know, and then when the offense kind of got their rhythm going, and Dak is feeling comfortable. I mean, look, yesterday that Washington football team they gave up 513 yards against the Eagles the week before. They gave up another 497 this week. I mean, that's not a measuring stick, but certainly. You know the Cowboys are playing really well right now, and and you've got to take them seriously. They're they they've got all three phases of the game working for them, and that's important this time of the year. Yeah, Dallas was able to cover that ten point spread. They went over the total by themselves. Total close forty six. Cowboys scored fifty six points, forty two of which were in the first half. Here, Michael, I want to talk to you about some of the news of the day, though. We just got a tweet from Adam Schefter just moments ago about Forty ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. He said. Quote, Jimmy Garoppolo suffered what is thought to be a more significant injury than a right thumb sprain. Of course, the 49ers taking on the Houston Texans this week, and the line has gone down at some places 13. Consensus still 14.5 with a total of 44.5. Do you think Kyle Shanahan is comfortable enough to let Trey Lance play in what is a pretty important game for this Niners team as they take on the Houston Texans? You know, I think he's got no choice, right? I mean, you know, he's watched Houston beat the Chargers, and that was kind of impressive and and he, I don't think he has a choice them I mean I think he's gonna have to play him I mean they claim he's had great practices the last month we'll see I mean look I, I think if they don't turn the ball over if they play physical they play smart against Houston they should be able to come out of there with a win and, and regain, regain their season to get him healthy they're gonna need Garoppolo to beat a team down the stretch but they're not gonna be able to beat anybody if he can't throw the ball with that thumb so I don't think he has a choice we're speaking with Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line here on VEASAN, also a former NFL front office executive. Michael, it was the day before Thanksgiving. I was filling in on the Lombardi line. We were talking about the Buffalo Bills and how they just weren't tough enough. They were not They were soft on the trenches. Now a month later, we see them get the win over the New England Patriots in Foxborough here, covering that game as a short underdog. Are the Bills back, in your opinion, as a potential Super Bowl contender? Well, I mean, they played really well yesterday. I mean, they didn't punt. They were in the red zone seven times. And, you know, every time that the that the Patriots answered the bell, it's 27 to 21. You know, Josh Allen made a really good play with his feet. And I think, he, you know, he's, he's going to have to do that. They spread the Patriots out. They, they attacked the middle of the field. They ran a lot of checkdowns. I mean, at the end of the day, them, they didn't really have an explosive play. I mean, they didn't make very many big plays in the game. They just really nickeled and dimed the Patriots and bled them out and, and controlled it. And they didn't really have to get into a physical confrontation. Now they struggled down in the red zone. They couldn't punch the ball in from the one or the two yard line, but the way Allen played yesterday, it was really very good. And they got in front of the team and they were able to control the pace of the game. And the way Allen played, it was, he was hard to beat yesterday. What about New England? Let's look at the other side of the coin. Of course, the Patriots now falling to nine and six in the wild card. All indications are they should be able to make the playoffs. Do you think that their formula of running the football, playing really good defense, do you think that can translate to the postseason now that it looks like they have to go on the road to get it done? Well, that's that, that's the priest. That's the postseason. You know, I mean, even if they had, they would have had one home game maybe at the most. You know, and one thing we've seen about the NFL this year is road teams can win. I mean, we've seen it all through the season. So. Look, the Patriots have to get back on track. I think that game was also a, a real good example. And I think this weekend, Femi, was a real good example of teams that have been in the playoffs before understand how to raise their level of play. And the Bills raised their level of play. The Patriots didn't match that level. And that really cost them. I mean, and, and I think Kansas City raised their level of play. Pittsburgh couldn't even come close to there. The Rams, even though they turned the ball over three times, they raised their level defensively. So for me, I mean, they held, they held Kirk Cousins to one for 10 on third down. I, I think it was clear that Indianapolis raised their level. I think there's teams that have playoff experience 
understand what it takes to win in December. I didn't think the Patriots did that yesterday. Yeah, Buffalo's plus 350 to win the AFC at DraftKings. Patriots plus 700 to win the AFC. Let's talk about what one of those teams that did not raise their play. The Los Angeles Chargers, Michael, 13-point favorites, lose outright by double digits to Davis Mills, David Culley, and the Houston Texans. What the heck is wrong with the Chargers? Well, they can't play run defense. I mean, they haven't been able to play run defense all year. They average, you know, they give up about 4.6 yards a carry. Yesterday, Rex Burkhead had 22 carries for 149 yards, and he's a nickel running back. I mean, Royce Freeman had 12 for 34. I mean, they, they couldn't stop him. Davis Mills only threw six incomplete passes the whole day. They couldn't stop him, and this is without Brandon Cooks in the game. I mean, Houston was missing 17 players, and once again, the Houston Texans controlled the ball for almost 35 minutes. They can't get off the field. You know, they hired Brennan Staley to fix their defensive woes. They're worse defensively. Take a guess, take a guess true or false, the Chargers have given up over 400 points this year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I would say maybe true. Is that true? It, not maybe. It is true. 411 <laughs> wow. points they've given up. Oh my you know, God. and we're talking about Staley being coach of the year. How can he be coach of the year when you can't even play good defense and that's your specialty? They've given up 411 points. They, get, they give up points every week. They can't play defense. I mean, and, and, and they, they're going to waste one of this great – if they don't fix this, they're going to wait. You know, we talked about – we gave Anthony Lynn all the trouble, right? We said Anthony mm-hmm. Lynn this and Anthony Lynn that. I mean, this team gives up over 150 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not great. At the, for the Chargers, 400 points allowed, and we still have two games to go here in the 411. NFL That's 411. Yeah. I mean, and here's the other thing. They're, 30, they're the worst team on third down defense. They're the 2016 in, in, in they're the 2016 in in uh, in Rezo. They're 31st overall in points and points allowed. I mean, they're just they're just not good. They're 30th in first downs allowed. Wow. Yeah. This this week upcoming on Sunday they host the Denver Broncos as five and a half point favorites. Total of 45. Michael, we got about a minute left. I want to get to tonight's game between the Saints and the Dolphins. Right now, the Miami Dolphins three point favorites on the road in New Orleans. Total 37 and a half. I know that Tua has maybe been your most favorite quarterback. What have you thought of Tua over this win streak? And what do you think happens tonight? Uh, you know, I, look, I think Tua has thrown the ball with accuracy. Everything's a short throw. You know, it doesn't take it down the field. He turns the ball over last week. He gave the really, he gave the Jets 10 points. And, you know, and, but they were able to endure. I, I think this is going to be a hard game for Ian Book. And I think Ian Book's going to have to, you know, not turn this ball over. And then the, the Saints are going to have to win it with their defense. They're going to have to have a tip ball. They're going to have to rely on Tua to make a mistake and try to score with their defense. That's why this under keeps coming all the way down. Yeah, that line right now, 37 and a half. And I'm not really interested in the over in this game. He is Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line, also former NFL front office executive. Michael, always a pleasure to catch up with you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. All right. How about that? This Miami Dolphins game, we're going to get to this in more in-depth on the other side when we bring in our final guest, Brad Evans, talking all things Monday Night Football props, and we'll see if he has a play on the side or total in Monday Night Football. It is the Lombardi line. We're just getting rolling along here, baby. One more segment to go as we got Monday Night Football tipping off or kicking off as a chain in the weather. It's, not, it's the my guys in the desert. Here, I'm confusing myself. My guys in the desert. We'll wrap things up and get things back on the track on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit, MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA, member FDIC. It's the final segment of My Guys in the Desert here from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonantoni. We got Brad Evans of Bally Sports coming up here in just a matter of moments, but first, we love that plus money. I wanted to give some plus money props for tonight's Monday night football game between the Dolphins and the Saints. And the first one I like, plus 310, Miles Gaskin, anytime touchdown score. Not sure if you guys knew this, but Miles Gaskin is tied for first in receiving touchdowns on the Miami Dolphins. He's caught four TD passes this season. The Saints have all three of their starting linebackers on the COVID list. I can see Dolphins using Gaskin out of the backfield in the red zone, fourth on the team in targets just behind Waddle, Kosicki, and Parker. Speaking of Mike Kosicki, I think he's going to absolutely eat tonight. I'm going over four and a half catches for Mike Kosicki. That's plus 130 at DraftKings. I can see Tua using him frequently from 20 to 20. Maybe not in the red zone, but definitely from 20 to 20 to move the chains. Not only are the Saints without their linebackers, they also won't have Malcolm Jenkins, who they use frequently to cover tight ends. Expect Kosicki to have a big night and take advantage of his matchup. And my final plus money prop, Ian Book. Under half a passing touchdown, that's plus 165. Just poor Ian Book being thrown into this situation unexpectedly. But based on the total and what the market expects in this game, I would take this flyer on him to have no touchdown passes. The Saints, they're not known as a passing team when they're healthy. Now you've taken away some of these weapons. Offensive line has some issues. The both tackles could be out in this game. I think Book is a really good athlete. He's not Taysom Hill as an athlete, but... They're going to use him if they get in the red zone with his legs, in my opinion, not with his arms. So no touchdown passes for Ian Book, in my opinion. All right, we're going to get the opinion of the real master in the props. He is Brad Evans, executive producer of gaming content for Bally Sports. We became friends on Twitter a few weeks ago. Now it's translating over into real life. Brad, before we get into the props, what do you like in this game between the Dolphins and the Saints, whether it be the side or the total? Right now, Miami three-point favorites, total 37 and a half. Yeah, and are coming down a half a yard. So that uh, extra tick uh, gives me a little boost, a little pep in the step on the over <laughs> on this game. Uh, look, I, I got to project at 23 to 16 Miami. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of skittish, honestly, about the side pick. Uh, Dolphins would go out there and fall on a sword. But I think ultimately this game will be a little bit higher score than people anticipate. I understand with Ian Book, you know, being thrown to the Lions there. Uh, is gonna you really have to learn on the fly, and Miami has been flying all over the field defensively. Uh, but you mentioned it with the linebacker core in shambles right now for the New Orleans Saints. I think Tua is gonna be highly reliant on his arm in this game, less reliant on giving the ball to the belly of Gaskin or Duke Johnson. And I think ultimately this game could become a sneaky shootout of sorts. So it's rare you get a total under 40, 
I'm going to take advantage of it and say it goes over, but but, but not by uh, a ton. I think right around 39 is where it'll wind up. Yeah, this 37 and a half total is like reminiscent of 2004 <laughs> with this type of scoring. Yeah, right. The offensive scoring explosion in the NFL, you typically don't see this, of course, the COVID issue being why it's that low. So I want to start with Ian Book because he's the story of the night for the New Orleans Saints. Not quite the athlete of a Taysom Hill, like I mentioned, but he's pretty mobile. How do you plan to attack his rushing yards prop? I middled it, believe it or not, because uh, it opened last night at 20 and a half at a couple of the legal sports books across the country. I immediately hit the over on it based on his output uh, and, you know, reminiscing about his days in Notre Dame where he ran a lot of RPO, uh, 500 plus rushing yards his junior year, 450 plus rushing yards in his senior year in just 12 games. So he feels comfortable calling his own number. Uh, and he's kind of like a poor man's Taysom Hill. I, I think your comparison was spot on. He's not as good of an athlete. He's not as powerful of a runner. Uh, but, you know, I think ultimately he will be under the 33 and a half or 32 and a half yard mark. I think it's gotten a little too outrageous, mm -hmm. uh, but be over the 20 and a half. I think he winds up somewhere in the 26 to 28 rush yards range. Like I said, one of those rare opportunities a player pops market where I feel comfortable busting out a middle. I'm really interested to see Ian book the passer in this game. You have a play on his longest completion. Which way are you going? Under. <laughs> Look, I watched him a lot at Notre Dame, and, you know, he's got a decent arm, but he doesn't have an electric arm. Not like an arm like a Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. Uh, not a natural arm talent. You know, there are some scouts out there that really question his arm strength outside of the numbers overall. And, uh, you know, you look at Byron Jones, Xavier Howard in that secondary for the Miami Dolphins. So the under on the 31 and a half yards for a longest completion, I think it's going to be more dink and dunk style associated with Ian Book tonight to try to get a rhythm, try to get him comfortable. The only thing I'm concerned about there is maybe on a quick slant, uh, you have Alvin Kamara wound up, you know, lined up wide and he cuts across the field and catches it and dusts his defenders. That's a possibility, but I think it's a sound money wager. Bet on the under again on that 31 and a half receive or uh, uh, longest completion uh, 31 and a half yards for Ian book at minus 115. We're speaking with Brad Evans, executive producer of gaming content for Bally sports here on my guys in the desert, talking all things player props for tonight's Monday night football game between the Miami dolphins and new Orleans saints. Tua has been playing pretty well, Brad, during this dolphins winning yeah. streak. Uh, what do you think about his passing yards prop tonight? Over baby. Yeah. <laughs> Tua's going to be bringing it. The pineapple express in the house. And I, you look, you're going to have to be high reliant on that golden arm, of Tua attack by low. If you're Brian <laughs> Flores, cause you simply cannot run on the new Orleans saints, giving up just 3.62 yards per carry to the running back position so far this season. Uh, and you look at Tua, you know, a guy that has, uh, you know, found a nice little rhythm here, uh, consistently getting in the end zone. Uh, he is QB six and adjusted completion percentage of the year and QB one. And deep ball completion percentage. And more importantly, he's got a full complement of wideouts. And Mike Asecki is really, honestly, a slot receiver for this team at his disposal. So, you know, with Jalen Waddell uh, back off the COVID list and healthy, Devontae Parker got a couple of games under his belt now off the IR. Uh, you're down Albert Wilson, sure. But uh, there is enough there in the cupboard for me to feel comfortable taking the over. And, and let's be real. Uh, the Saints and what they did last week to Tom Brady, mm -hmm. that is anomalous. Uh, they have been thrown on a ton this year, and I expect that to unfold tonight inside the Superdome. I absolutely love the pineapple shirt. Our producer, Stephanie, pointed it out to me that you're rocking <laughs> the pineapple shirt to go with Tua and the over for his passing right. yards. So if Tua's going to have a big night, obviously somebody has to be on the other end of his passes. Who do you think that beneficiary will be for the Dolphins? Well, I think it's twofold. I like your call of Mike Isecki on the overrun receptions. I love getting seduced by the Jews. So the plus <laughs> odds, uh, it hit me with a tractor beam and sucking me in overall. But, you know, the De Devontae Parker one uh, on the receiving yards puzzled me when it opened at 45 and a half. It's now up to 50 and a half last checked at some books. And I would still be on the over with that. He's got a handsome dot. That's average at the target. Handsome yards per target as well. He's a fantastic field stretcher, and he's established a nice little rapport with two of these last couple of games. I know what you're saying. Oh, he's going to draw Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn <laughs> Lattimore, folks, has given up 17.1 yards per catch. Wow. Overrated. <laughs> That's exactly what Lattimore is. So uh, I know he usually steps up uh, in primetime games overall, but I think uh, Parker's going to beat him down the field for a couple of chunk games and push the over. I also like the over on Waddle. If you want to get a little same game parlay action, you know, putting together like over uh, five plus receptions or six plus receptions to go with 50 plus yards and maybe throw in like an Ava Camara 
10 plus receiving yards you can get that down to plus odds and those three low thresholds which i think will inevitably hit in the end again it's all about two tonight it's all about exploiting this secondary and i think uh the miami dolphins will certainly take advantage yeah, and I like that same game parlay action. Give you multiple things to root for all at once between the Dolphins and the Saints here. We've got about 90 seconds left here, Brad. I want to get to the Dolphins running back situation. Of course, we saw last week Duke Johnson had the big game. Gaskin has been the typical starter all throughout the year, but you think that his usage might be a little lower tonight, at least on the ground. Yeah, Brian Flores has flat out come out and said, this is going to be a hot hand situation for the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, if you're going to go out there and bank on Miles Gaskin to get over. Now, his initial prop came out at 38 and a half rush yards. Many of the books have pulled it. I've, saw, I've seen a couple of books reposted at 40 and a half, and I'd be sledgehammering the under on that. <laughs> Again, he can't run on the Fleur de Lee. He cannot do it. And where he is going to probably make you greenbacks tonight is as a receiver. Again, given the linebacker weaknesses, of the Saints franchise. I haven't seen a receiving yards prop on Gaskin, a receptions prop yet, but keep an eye out for those. If they do populate here in the 11th hour uh, and their low thresholds, I would pounce on him. He'll be more impactful via the air than the ground. That's excellent information. He is Brad Evans, executive producer of gaming content for Bally Sports, always seduced by the juice. One of the epic <laughs> contexts there. Brad, appreciate you. Good talking to you here on My Guys in the Desert, and uh, good luck tonight. Appreciate the time. Bring it home, Pineapple Express. <laughs> he is riding the Tua train. Absolutely amazing stuff there from Brad Evans. All right, that wraps up the show here on this Overreaction Monday. Thank you to Brad Evans, of course, executive producer of gaming content for Bally Sports. Thank you to Michael Lombardi, VEASAN, host of the Lombardi line and former NFL front office executive. And thank you to Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo, the South Point odds makers, as they usually come and join us here on this Monday in My Guys in the Desert. Coming up next here on VEASAN, Rush Hour with Danny Burke. Good luck tonight, and hopefully you win some money here. Monday Night Football Week. 17 on the horizon. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.